everybody, and welcome to All Out Brawl. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. And this week, we're going to continue our discussion of all the new brawlers that have entered our format since the release of Guilds of Ravnica. It actually doesn't release technically until the end of this week, but um, this past weekend was the pre-release. Yep. We've played with some of the cards. We're getting it very hyped for the format, so... Yes, no. Um, Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to say to that one Redditor who posted a little thingy, Brawl is not dead. I don't care what your storekeeper told you. They stopped doing 1v1 on MPGO, but that's it. That's all that happened. Brawl is still alive, and I'm going to try very hard to keep it so. So take that. Are you... Are you addressing this person directly? No, because I don't know their username. And also, they were just asking. Like, they weren't being like, Brawl is dead. They were like, is Brawl dead? Um, so, but just so you're and, no, I mean, it's not dead. It's not... The people who don't play it think it's dead. The people who play it don't think it's dead. Like, that's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah. So, if you want to play it, then go for it. Um. Anyway... And you probably do if you're listening to this podcast. Yes. Um, so, do you have any anything you want to talk about from the pre-release? We're not really talking about the new cards as much um, in the in these episodes yet, but we'll um, start a little bit at the end of next episode because we're only doing one guild. Yeah. But then we'll have like an episode focus mostly on new good brawl cards that aren't the brawlers. Yes. Um, so yeah, this weekend I got for my pre-release kits at the Guilds of Ravnica pre-release. Uh, Golgari, and then is it my best like card I opened was um, Rawl Zarek, so I'm excited because I wanted to build that deck, and we're actually going to talk about him today. Yep. So it's pretty cool. But what did you think were the stronger keyword in guild mechanics? Yeah, I think Surveil is busted. To be fair, I picked Demir first, and then Golgari second, and played a Demir deck with my Golgari pack. So. That colors yeah. a little, but still. <laughs> I, I picked, yeah. when I, with my Golgari pack, I went, is it with um, Demir in it? So, mm-hmm. I'd, some of the Demir cards are just so strong that it feels worth splashing. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think, honestly, it's just, like, I feel like we kind of predicted this back when we first learned about Surveil, but... Turns out it's just real powerful. It's real powerful to be able to organize the top of your library. Yeah, and I caught you saying, like, calling it card draw, essentially, sometimes. Because it just feels so good when you do it. Yeah, I mean, in the same way that Scry is, like, half a card draw, Surveil is easily at least half. And sometimes it's more because you want things in your graveyard. Yeah, oh my gosh, it feels so good to Surveil jumpstart cards or to surveil creatures when you have a undergrowth card in your hand or you know if you have a lozav but we're not talking about that right now um another one though is undergrowth i think undergrowth has i don't think it's very good in the 1v1 at least limited sealed um just because i don't think that the games i don't think your deck can have enough creatures and also i don't think Mm -hmm. the game goes long enough for you to really accumulate enough value i think the undergrowth is a nice bonus but it's not the reason to play the cards that it's on in limited but in brawl i think it is going to be the reason to play the cards yeah i think we talked about a little bit last week but i think um we might have given uh eyes and i a little bit of a short trip but like she's i think she could has some real potential to be quite honest um 
like after seeing some of the work that Eyes and I put in at pre-release, even in a limited format, it's it's gross what she can do. So, um, and then I also noted that I think Mentor could probably hold its own even in a multiplayer format because I mm-hmm. think Boros, obviously in one v one limited, Boros is incredibly powerful because it just goes so fast. But I think we, you being able to like make your things better over time with Mentor is really and- good. I think some of the better mentor creatures are the ones you're going to be running and they generally have evasion like flying or some like first strike or something. Yeah. You're probably not going to be running the common 3-1 mentor creatures. You're going to be no. running the Aurelias and the angels of the world. Yeah, the the angels, the little dude that is a first striking 2-2, the flyer with vigilance. Like they have some really gross cards. Of course, um we I guess we should know Selesnya did win. Uh, like so the art store kept track of um which guilds you picked and kept track of which guilds won um the most games and so for the first pre-release we did uh selesnia won and well actually i guess both pre-releases we did selesnia won um and it's because honestly convoke is pretty good like (laughs) surprisingly (laughs) yeah the payoff convoke cards are very strong there's the hexproof card there's March of the Multitudes. There's just so many good, like, top-end payoffs for Convoke. And... Yeah. And so, I guess, kind of, I was trying to use this as kind of a ramp to our yeah. on, on, on-ramp to our topic today. Like Chris said, we're going to be covering some more brawlers. And the idea here is we're going to talk about the new legendary creatures and planeswalkers, but we're not going to look at the cards from the set because... Obviously, there's a lot of synergy there, but um, it, we think it's more interesting to kind of see what we can start doing with the cards we already have and how they can support the strategies that these brawlers present. So, Yeah, like what holes are we filling in the post-rotation world with these brawlers? Yeah, so we're going to start with Selesnia and then we'll move to Izzet. So um, Selesnia, our first one, of course, is Amara, Soul of the Accord. Um, she's a green and a white for a legendary creature elf cleric. She's a 2-2, and whenever she becomes tapped, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token with lifelink. How the heck do I get this promo? Um, it looks like it's the store championship one. Oh, darn it. So <laughs> I might you, have to... You, this you is wait so, and then buy it, yeah. Yeah, she... So we put the picture of the card in our outline, and this is the full art promo version of Amar, and it's very cool. It's beautiful. I think the regular art is also pretty good, yeah. but like this is, oh, very good. Um, yeah, yeah. So my first note here, of course, Convoke is very good with this, but that's all in Guilds of Ravnica. So we'll we'll come back to some of those cards, but I think it's worth noting. Obviously, you're going to be tapping her to play big spells, so that's a pretty good payoff. But you also play her very early, like mm-hmm. turn two hopefully and then you can start swinging into the player that hasn't played their creatures yet start getting those one ones and getting value like this is the kind of go wide tokens deck where you're hopefully playing cards that pump your tokens that make it so amara can attack more easily yeah um i but you also sorry i noted later um in our outline here that uh i think there is a pretty viable voltron strategy here um for green white which isn't typically green white's thing like we talked about it with the Slesnia in the ravnica corner but like they usually go wide they usually make a lot of tokens and then pump their whole board but i feel like amara is a reasonable 
Voltron strategy just for the fact that she accumulates value when she gets tapped. So you have extra blockers, you have extra targets if Amari gets removed for, you know, equipment or auras or whatever. So so you're kind of thinking run cards like Blackblade Reforged oh, yes. and yes. good equipments, maybe a few good auras that um, you can... Don't give her Vigilance, that'd be bad. But <laughs> otherwise, like, give her ways to um, just be a bigger threat. Yeah, I unfortunately we don't have a lot of tap untap shenanigans in yeah. standard or yeah in standard right now, but we do have uh, along those same lines. Unfortunately, rotation just happened or will happen in a couple days for those listening on Wednesday. But um, all of the vehicle theme from Kaladesh, of course, is leaving. We still have a couple vehicles, though, because there's... Um, I, I put down a couple here. Conqueror's Galleon and Weatherlight. Uh, Weatherlight from Dominaria, Conqueror's Galleon from Ixalan, um, which is the flip one that turns into the land that lets you draw cards and get stuff back from your graveyard. Um, I personally think you might run a lot of the pirate ships from Ixalan, because there's a yeah. few good ones that... Um, just having... If you can't attack, having that value in Amara being able to tap... To crew it and create a 1-1. That's true. I did write down uh, even... I I think even Sleek Schooner is good. It's like a 4-drop, like 3-something. It's a vehicle that you only have to crew one, so Amara crews it by herself. Wow. Um, I just thought of a good combo. Yeah? You know the pirate ship that whenever you explore gets a counter? Oh, yeah. That with Path of Discovery and Amara. Oh. so That's pretty good. That's a good idea. There, I mean, you already put Path of Discovery auto-include in any, like, green token strategy. Right. And then you have some explore payoffs, too, that are good. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, when you when you mentioned Blackblade Reforged, honestly, at this point, Blackblade Reforged should go into every Brawl deck that has a legendary creature. Yeah. Probably. Like- yep. 100%. <laughs> that has, that's not running a Planeswalker. Yes. Um, yeah, because it's just so good. I also wrote here... Of course, if you're going wide, um, we have payoffs like Growing Rights of Itlamok. Duh. Like, I, I, think I think there's just a suite of cards that are already in green-white decks because of Shalai and Shauna and Tawatli that you should just put in here, too. But mm-hmm. So this, this these Selesnia cards are definitely um, helping the Selesnia, um colors within brawl already like shalai and shauna they have the same sort of strategies yeah which uh at least yeah the way i'm building shalai is a go wide tokens thing she can also be more of like a i don't know how you'd build she could be super uh, friends yeah that's true because she gives your planeswalkers hex proof all five i think of the planeswalkers you can <laughs> um but let's move to the other one just so we can kind of yep. get to that more general idea do you want to tell us about tristani discordant Tristani Discordant is a 1-4 for 5 mana, 3 green, white. Legendary Creature Dryad. Other creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1. When it enters the battlefield, create two one one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. At the beginning of your end step, each player gains control of all creatures they own. Yeah, I mean, again, we're ignoring that last piece because there's it's... like two cards that gain control of other people's stuff. Yeah, for as long as like an end, like well, end stuff. I think in Bolus's clutches, I think you when you override the control ability, it just doesn't do anything. It just sits on the creature, so you get your thing back. That's nice. But it has the Bolus's clutches on it, right? Yeah, so it's still legendary. 
And then like there's entrancing melody. And then the new black blue one, the split card. Yeah. So, so there's yeah. there's a tiny bit of fringe where this is gonna help you. But the big thing is I don't know how many cards that you can have in your command zone have are anthems. Not there are none in standard right now, yeah. from what I can remember. I mean Beckett Brass, I guess, gives your pirates plus one plus one, but Trostani, of course, is in the go wide colors. Um and uh yeah, she makes the two one one white soldier tokens. We talked about how when we when we looked at this card during spoilers, we talked about how it's kind of the new Regal Caracal, um, because mm-hmm. it fills the same role. Yeah. It's so good because it turns every token that produces a one one into a better card because it produces a two two. Right. Yeah. Like Yeah. This is such a great um leader for a like token strategy yeah because you're always looking for ways to uh, make your tokens more threatening yeah i mean i along those lines i pulled out some cards that we have in standard right now that are just good token creators um we've talked about some of these for last week for boros but legion's landing squire's devotion a johnny adversary of tyrants um even yavamaya sapperd and all the sapperling stuff from dominaria like all of that is super good here um because all of your stuff like you're saying your sapperlings aren't one ones they're two twos and if you run tender shoot dryad they can be four fours which is gross so yeah like verdant force Mm-hmm. Um, all that sort of stuff is pretty darn good in a deck where, um, yeah, you're going to be keeping. I, and I feel like Tristana Discordant isn't one of those like they're not attacking; they're just giving you static value on the battlefield. So, mm-hmm. uh, your opponents might not be as keen to kill, destroy them as destroying maybe a more problematic commander. Eh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll blow this up. I mean, it is a 1-4, though, which is nice. Got some good stats on it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I foresee this probably dying, but also I don't think you could care that much because you're in green-white, so your ramp is probably going to be pretty good with, you know, things like Grow from the Ashes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this makes two more soldiers every time you play it. So I wouldn't be too sad about it getting blown yeah. up once or twice. Is there any white blinking in standard? Um, not that I can think of. I know there's blue I, blinking, but I don't know if there's any white blinking. Well, at the I sorry, not blinking, flickering, like right, no, exiling I, and then re-entering. I think blink and flicker are the same thing. Okay, I'm not sure, but yeah, there. I don't think there's any white flicker right now. I know there's blue flicker, but I don't know if there's white flicker. Um, oh yeah, I think I was thinking bouncing is not the same as blinking. Yeah, um, but I mean, we can. We obviously didn't. Yeah, well, that look, hard. I, well, I just thought of that because you, you were mentioning the ETB. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is there a way to like rebuy that ETB without having to cast it again? I mean, the problem is I feel like we only get white flicker on Innistrad and then we got it in the original Ravnica. <laughs> we got a little like, bit of it in Zendikar too. Well, because I feel the Orzhov are the ones who usually bring that effect to the table. So we Oops. might be getting some next set. Yeah. Which could be good for this. But, um, I mean, in the meantime, like, I, I even put Benelish Marshall here for another Anthem effect. Um, I mean, honestly, it's just go wide. Growing rights. Run them all. You know? I actually think, well, we had Felidar Guardian before. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, so. Oh, you're I'll, right. We did. Oh, okay. It's not in 
standard anymore. But I thought there was a card that replaced it recently. Mm. Well, I'll um, look into it. Yeah. The other thing that, you know, would go really great in this deck that is also in that suite of cards that should go into every deck, Helm of the Host, because it has an ETB and it makes your anthem even better. (laughs) Yes. Well, (laughs) I think we've said this like a million times. Helm of the Host in any. Yes. Well, especially, but especially green decks. Because yeah. you should have, you should be able to ramp into the mana to be able to play it, and also maybe even equip it on the same turn um, if the game is g- going long enough. So, oh, gross! I like it though. Um, so, I guess uh, let me just share a little thing here. Um, on my opinion, I feel like these both play very similarly to Shauna, Shalai, and Huatli, which are three other Selesnia brawlers right now. Um, which essentially go wide with tokens. Um, I mean, uh, like we were saying with Amara, you could go Voltron. That I think that I think the interesting thing is you could build these decks in such a way that you could throw people off because they're going to expect one thing, but it might end up being something else. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's. I, I feel like they all have perks, but they all kind of do the same thing. Yeah, and I think they're just value. They're just so value heavy that you're no matter what deck you build, you're going to be they're They're putting you in the advantage just by playing them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you build any of those five decks, you should probably run the other four in your deck because they're yep. all very good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, and of course, like the cool thing about that is I think it is nice that it's kind of like commander where, you know, you want to play a specific strategy, but you get a nice selection of different things that do the same thing. I think it's a little disappointing that we don't have anything that does something significantly different. But at the same time, we don't really have, like, from the sets that we've gotten, I don't think we have anything that supports a different strategy, honestly. Like, like I, I could imagine maybe a green-white enchantress type of theme, but we don't really have that on Ixalan or uh, Dominaria or... Ravnica um I feel like maybe if we ever go back to Ixalan because Tuvasa is Selesnya plus blue she doesn't have mm-hmm. to have blue I don't know so it might well, come another banned, time right but yeah it's banned but um I just I'm trying to think of what other green white things they could do because these all kind of do the same thing yeah they're all either uh, rewarding you for having lots of creatures or helping you have more creatures or right. both in Tristani Discordant's case. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, it's great. It means you have lots of variety to pick. Um, but maybe in the future we'll see something different. But at the same time, maybe it's just because I'm not really a green-white player, so I don't care that much. <laughs> Especially when it comes to go-wide tokens. Um, so, I mean, that's Celesnia. Uh, we'll come back, of course, with, like Chris was saying, March of the Multitudes, Divine Visitation, all sorts of gross stuff that they printed that really pumps, the, like, makes these strategies even more potent. Um, but we'll talk about those next week. Um, for now, let's move to the Is It. So the first card we have for Is It Brawlers is Rawl Zarek. Oh, sorry, Rawl Is It Viceroy. Um, three. Blue, red for a five loyalty planeswalker. His plus one lets you look at the top two cards of your library and you put one of them into your hand and one of them into your graveyard. His minus three 
Um, he deals damage to target creature equal to the number of um, instant and sorcery cards you own in exile and in your graveyard. And then his minus eight. You get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, this emblem deals four damage to any target and you draw two cards. And I actually got him to ultimate twice at the pre-release this weekend. So probably going to be harder in a four-player game. But yeah. blue, I feel like these colors are pretty good at protecting themselves in the current standard because we have good flyers. We have some really good interactive spells Mm -hmm. and like Raul might be getting into ultimate range a lot more quickly than people expect him to. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, I'm, I just to echo some of the stuff I've heard about Raul from other set reviews. Um, the nice thing about that emblem that like I think will make it more playable as a brawler is that I don't think people will care as much. It's not like Teferi's emblem is disgusting because you draw a card every turn for free, no matter what. Whereas this emblem, you do have to cast an instant or sorcery spell and presumably your deck will be full of them and your graveyard will be full of them and it'll be gross. But I think you might be able to get away with actually getting to ultimate this one because people might be less worried about it. I don't know. I I think, I don't know. It it seems like it might be a little more conditional, so you might be able to get away with it. People might become more worried about it after you've done it (laughs) once or twice. When it's too late. So maybe just like do it. But then don't get too much value out of it, so the next time they don't or annihilate Rawl. Do it and just bombard them with this damage <laughs> to make them learn their lesson. Either way is fine, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, this is right in your wheelhouse, for sure, Yep, Mr. Adelies. His plus one... I You don't often see a commander, at least nowadays, that gives you card advantage in it the plus one like you have once you start getting up to like i know there's the planeswalker deck jace that his plus one is draw you a card Mm -hmm. but this gives you more selection like you're going two cards deep to get one of the cards it reminds me of um jace the living guild pact from i don't know original ravnica or m12 or something yeah many sets ago where you look at the top two cards of your library then you can put one into your graveyard like, yeah. that kind of power level is just not great. But this is very good. You can also start fueling that minus three with this plus one as well mm-hmm. by putting jumpstart cards into your graveyard, which is something we'll talk about in a later episode. Or just regular instants and sorceries, even. Yep. Yeah. Because you're also, there's a good note here, you're going to be running cards like Gitu Lava Mancer and Salvager of Secrets in a deck like this, so you can buy back um your instants and sorceries that you've cast already to get them back into your hand mm-hmm. so you don't really mind binning them perhaps yeah it means it's like most recursion decks your graveyard is just an accessory to your hands it's something that you can just have there and it it's revealed to all players sure but um there's not much that we can do about it in this format there's like a couple mm-hmm. cards that exile cards but not much also 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 a card that's so good with this Commander is Jaya Ballard mm-hmm. from Dominaria. Her ultimate gives all your cards flashback in your graveyard. Her pluses either help you get more card advantage or mana uh, help you cast yeah. your spells. So 
Yeah. So yeah, because he doesn't care how the instant sorcery cards got exiled. Um, just that they are. So it's not just jumpstart cards. It can also be like Chris saying the flashbacked cards from Jai Ballard's emblem, um, which is really gross. <laughs> um, but I also wrote down um, uh, because obviously this Ralph seems to care about instants and sorceries just a little bit. Um, we've had another couple cards that do that too. Adelie's, of course. Chris already talked about Adelie's before. Um, and yep. just quickly on that note, I'm probably morphing my Adelie's deck into a Ral deck. I mean, even yeah. even though one of them's Wizard Tribal, this one's going to be more Spell Tribal. I think it's going to draw a lot of the same cards and archetypes, so it just feels... Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's part of this um, with rotation it, and like having like a rotating format um, because we were talking about... We talked about last week, the Boros, um, and this is just a, sli- a side tangent before we get back to this, but um, uh, I realized... so. I, I know probably other people have them too, but I talked about my Tiana deck back oh, a couple months ago, um, which is very aura and equipment focused because obviously Kaladesh had a lot of equipment and turns out that uh, Amonkhet has some pretty good auras. Um, but unfortunately, both of those blocks are leaving and we're not really getting much to fill the void there. Um, but I realized that I have what is the great, like a great starter for an Aurelia deck because all of these creatures are either small to medium creatures that I was intending to pump up with auras and equipment that can be mentored by Aurelia or other creatures. And then we can also pump them up with instance or with auras and equipment, or we can throw those onto our big mentor creatures and have them mentor more. So I'm just saying that like, I think it's natural with a rotating format that like decks will kind of evolve and change. And that like, even though sometimes we have one goal in mind when we first create a deck the fact that we get new cards and we lose old cards means that sometimes we get to change them into something completely different. So I think most of the time you're going to be able to rework your decks into something new. Yeah. But in some cases where you had Kaladesh in standard kind of spoiled us in the artifact territory. So decks that focused on artifact themes get a little bit worse. I think in this new standard yeah but i still think it's possible perhaps yeah i mean m19 tried to fill that void a little bit with some like kaladesh like cards um but we're definitely losing a bit but uh, we can talk about that more in a future episode because i think it'll be interesting for us to come back and see especially since we have episodes about decks like what we've done to some of them to see what they look like but now let's talk more about is it because Enigma Drake is also in standard, not as good as Cackling Crackling Drake, but still pretty good. Yeah, I think it's very good. I just it's, yeah, there's all these. Is it has this theme of flyers whose power is conditional on the cards in your graveyard. Yep, or the instant and sorceries in your graveyard. Right, which is what you're running anyway. So, mm-hmm. yep. And they just get bigger and better as the game goes on. Yep. So any anything that like says when you cast an inter- instant or sorcery or that cares about the number of those things in your graveyard is a great add to a deck like this. Yep. And, you know, um, I mean, we're going to talk about more guild cards in the future, but there's a lot of support for that, unsurprisingly. So before we uh, get to the end of our episode here, we have one more brawler to talk about. It's Nimizet Perrin. Um, pretty exciting. We had speculated that Nimazet would probably get a third card, and here it is. Um, 
we've talked about a little bit before, but it is a six drop five five flyer that can't be countered. Of course, that six is three blue and three red, so pretty color intensive. Um, for a legendary creature, Dragon Wizard, if, you, if you're a Natalie's player, matters. Um, but whenever you draw a card, Nimizet deals one damage to any target. And whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, you draw a card. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was just playing Arena earlier today against a Niv Mizzet. I was like, oh, I might have to like attack into this and then double shock it to kill it. And then Sam's like, don't do that. He'll draw two cards. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to have to bleep that. Um, this is really good. Yeah, as Chris is alluding to here, that last ability does not say whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell. It says whenever a player. So it can be you. It can be your opponents. It's just very good. Um, of course, the big the big thing that people are talking about is that six mana that is three of two different colors. Um, but, I, I mean, if you're playing a two-color deck, right now we already have um, Sulphur Falls was in uh, Dominaria. We have the Highland Lake Tapland from M19, and we also got the Izzet Guildgate and Steam Vents from Guild of Ravnica. So there's already a lot of two-color... That's four pieces of two-color fixing in a 60-card deck. So Also probably run Gilded Lotus in this deck, because it just feels so perfect when there's three <laughs> colors in a casting cost. Sure. And you probably run Izzet uh, Locket in a deck like this. Just For the card want- draw, yeah. <laughs> Card draw, yes, and just the fixing because you want all of you want as many mana producers that you have to be able to produce either type. Yes, that's true. To cast this commander, yeah, especially if you want to get greedy and run something like Reliquary Tower, um, it's going to be important to have a lot of fixing just to make sure that you're hitting. Yeah, those. It's a little spooky to consider running colorless lands in a deck like this. Well, but run Chromatic Lantern. Have- yeah yeah that's good chromatic <laughs> lantern auto include in this deck it is in standard now which is awesome yes um but yeah i mean uh oh this thing is just a beast it's a beating it's, it's scary gonna, yeah um, i think it's yeah. very very strong yeah i think uh it's it's great um you made a note here that is also gross is you pointed out angrath marauders um will double the yep. damage that he deals is gross so i couldn't that was the only damage doubler i could think of in standard right now i think that's the only one but of course you can also run things like uh uh double cast and then your bane fire can be doubled or your explosion can be doubled or you know any of the like are those the only two x spells that deal damage hmm uh jai is emulating inferno oh of course how could i forget um yes so i think i think there's a lot of spell doubling which will effectively do that anyway (laughs) um but yeah i don't think there's any other strict damage doubler cards in standard at the moment um but it's still a great include it's a little costly but you know we're here to do splashy things we're not here to be efficient we're here to do big gross splashy plays so i i'm in for it yeah i think this this deck just feels very similar to the Raw deck. You'd like we keep saying a lot of these cards that are in these colors. You'd play the brawlers in the decks that they can be in, mm-hmm. just because they're all doing the same things and they're all helping each other get there. Yeah, I mean, so who else? Do we have anyone else in this? I mean, I guess technically the only other 
brawler outside of Nimbazet, Adelie's Rawl, we have Joyra, who is distinctly different from these three. Yeah. She does draw a lot of cards, though, so maybe not that different. <laughs> um, uh, and then I guess technically the only other one would be Beckett Brass. Tezzeret from M19 would be decent because you have card draw. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you going back to cards that are good? I was trying to think of brawlers that are comparable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because. Oh, I guess so. Because I don't think we have any other is it brawlers besides those no. three. And then Breckett Brass is technically the closest we got in Ixalan just because of the way that the color pairs work or the pairings for tribes worked out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think Joyra does something a little different, but this Adelie's... I mean, Joyra says draw a card on her, so it's it's not <laughs> that different. It's just this is incident and sorceries. That is artifacts. Artifacts. Well, sagas and oh, legendary yeah, things. True. You could make a legendary deck, probably. Um, I mean, Joyra might be worth running. Oh, Joyra is worth I running. Yeah, because you're gonna be you're gonna be you're running. Gonna draw yeah. off of casting Niv. You're gonna be running planeswalkers. You're gonna be running plenty of legendary creatures. You're gonna be running some legendary sorceries. You might be even be running a few sagas. I was gonna say you're definitely running Karn's. Uh, temporal sundering and Jaius emulating inferno so yeah i i think the the nice thing is much like much as we give credit to wizards most of the time um you can tell that they were thinking when they built these sets like in proximity to each other for standard in that these cards do work together surprisingly um <laughs> but like yeah i think uh i think you're right that red blue has some kind of tropes but i mean it draws cards. I think blue just draws cards. I think that's what blue does in every trope, like in every pairing. So, um, is there anything else you wanted to say about the, is it in this, uh, in this, this uh, segment? I don't think so. I will be building raw. So we'll probably talk about that on a later episode. So look forward to that. Yeah. There's so many good. Is it cards that came out in guilds? It's probably going to be hard to fit them all in. Honestly. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, next week we're going to talk about the Demir, our final guild from Guilds of Ravnica, as well as some standout cards for all the decks, like essentially all of the brawlers we already talked about, but also brawlers that are already in the format um, and just cards that are exciting and fun and all that good stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you're you super excited about Demir, right? Oh my god. Uh, so I was saying this because I actually brewed up a Lazav deck today just based on how much I love the surveil mechanic. And I was able to shove every surveil card in, even though some of them aren't that good. So, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't have the cards to build it yet, surprisingly, that it's, the set isn't even released yet. Um, but I do have a pretty a pretty small buy list of the things that I need to add. So, I'm excited. And um, once I get that done, we can probably talk about that too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but we'll we'll go in more detail next week because I think it's cool. I think it looks really good. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, like the biggest, the coolest things I take took away from this episode because we do come to some realizations as we're doing them. Um, was like explore and crewing with Amara, mm-hmm. that neat little interaction, and then also like the the damage doubling affects how much they help 
um like cards like niv miss it yeah well, i mean it's even good in ral because he his minus yep. three deals damage exactly um and, and you're probably his emblem yeah red burn spells yep um and then uh i think it's interesting well we'll uh when we when we release this episode i'm gonna put the onus on you but also both of us that um we'll mention if we found any white flicker cards um, oh i already looked the only flicker card is Siren's Ruse and it's blue. blue. Okay. So hopefully, fingers crossed for Orzov for that next set. Hopefully something in mono white. But um, even without it, I think Trostani... I think people are... People like me, because we don't care about green white that much, are kind of rushing off Trostani because we're like, oh, it's the same thing as always. But honestly, an Anthem and creating that... Like, the amount of power that she creates by herself is five total power. And that's nothing to sneeze at. I think that she's a very good brawler. I think that she will make a very good deck. So we'll see. Maybe we'll run into some. So yeah. Um, uh, is there anything else before we get to our wrapping up business? I believe that is everything. Okay. Um, well, thanks as always to Awkward Bun uh, for making our podcast cover art. Uh, you can find her on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Awkward Bun uh, to do creative stuff. And thank you to Volmerson for um, creating our Twitter cover art. Yes, and also, of course, thanks to Aunt Neely, um, the artist who made our intro and outro music, Might As Well Whistle, which we obtained from the free music archive. Um, so, as always, thanks for that. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter at AllOutBrawlMTG. Uh, I try to be pretty responsive to people who tweet at us. So, if you have any questions, if you have anything you like to tell us, or maybe you should correct us if we get something wrong that's all doable through twitter yeah and if uh you have longer things you want to share or anything like that we also have an email it's alloutbrawlmtg at gmail.com um if you want more of what chris does it's stream that was a bad sentence yeah. but it's on twitch <laughs> twitch.tv slash retoto r-e-t-t-o-t-o um and i will actually be streaming arena weekly now on sunday afternoons mountain time yeah and if you're curious like um you you've already missed it at this point but last week uh chris was actually one of the streamers who got to stream arena the day before it released for open beta um got to play with some guilds of ravnica before everyone and there's a cool clip of him losing a creature to assassin's trophy which is the best removal spell (laughs) in golgari so i also want to i don't think we've ever done this but if you like the content Feel free to leave a review on whatever podcast listening service you use. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I don't think we have either. I always but... forget to mention that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really, we really appreciate that. Um, and also, it helps other people who are interested in this type of content find our podcast. Um, and I think that's I everything. I think we'll be playing Brawl as long as it's exists so forever we're never going to stop <laughs> playing we're never going to die because we're going to be playing so much brawl we're going to be like 16 where's this is going to be just like let it die guys and we're gonna be like no <laughs> um but yeah so and uh i guess that's the other thing you know don't let brawl die if you like it we like it keep playing it um get your friends to keep playing it because uh i get excited Hashtag by getting to build more decks on arena <laughs> no don't do that not yet. We'll wait until the time is right. Anyway, <laughs> until next week, 
I've been Sam. And I have been Chris. And this has been All Out Brawl. (laughs) 